Welcome to this special edition of the Edge of NFT podcast, broadcasting directly to you from the DeFi Summit with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. We aim to bring you not only the top 1% of what's going on with NFTs today, but also what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts in the business side and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the futurists and dreamers, the disruptors and creators, the fans and connectors, and the makers and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's expert panel features guests Scotty Sue, Tufi Saliba, and Yugen Hobart. Scotty Sue is co-founder of 101, an NFT social marketplace platform. He has advised many tier one artists, global entertainment companies, festival event organizers, and IPs. He is co-founder and managing partner at Oracle Partners, a blockchain and digital asset innovations research and analytics firm. He is an experienced financial professional with years of experience at leading global financial institutions. Tufi Saliba is the CEO of Toda Network and the author of the Toda IP Internet Protocol. Today's protocol enables every ledger-based blockchain to scale to billions of users and handle millions of on-chain transactions per second at a near zero cost. He built deep experience in AI and cybersecurity through his previous ventures as a CEO or board member of various projects, including the IEEE. Eugen Hobart is the co-founder at Fortuna Digital Custody. Eugen first found his way to cryptocurrencies in 2014 and today is managing director of tokenization limited the world's premier business development and strategy consultancy for tokenization it is a global decentralized technology blockchain and tokenization advisory marketing and consulting syndicate yugen speaks on a variety of blockchain and tokenization topics and works to promote the sustainable development of the ecosystem of digital assets. Wow, what a crew we have here today. It's really great to see you all and talk to you today. Yeah, guys, great to have you. Let's get down to it. We're about our half a year into the cycle where NFTs have really started to hit their stride in the mainstream. Are they here to stay? And from technology perspective, <laughs> the, the foundational elements of uh, cryptocurrencies in any currency, in fact, that not a lot of people tell you about they are actually NFTs. In fact, even Bitcoin's smallest unit is called Satoshi. And Satoshi, by construct, is an NFT. So I'm extremely excited about NFT because it's, it's, it should have been the beginning of the entire crypto. If I were to go back in time and tell planet Earth, hey, can we do something different? We would have started NFT back in 2006. But... The entire world started with fungible things, and now we are in the non-fungible. I'm extremely excited, and I think everything on this planet will be nft one way or another. NFT is the way to go, and this is the beginning. That's a bold statement. Scotty, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think NFT is going to change the way that we operate, because I think, like you said, you know, we started with cryptocurrency, which... You know, in, in, for the majority of the adoptions that we're seeing today, is just trading on cryptocurrency. But I think the next wave of adoption to blockchain is really through NFTs by having it not just representing an artwork. I think there's so much more potential to, to it. We just started. And for me, in the future, NFT represent a unique identity. Maybe each person have a, a wallet represent who you are. 
it represents probably your membership, your private access to contents. Uh, there's so much more, but I think right now we're just thinking about just such a surface, right? We're putting a digital file on top and then we call it NFT. NFT should be thought of as thought of it as um, a packaging layer rather than the product itself. So there's so much more to it. And I think the ecosystem itself, even us, the, the pioneers, the guys in the, in the, in the ecosystem are trying to figure out how do we, how do we actually incorporate, integrate your ownership of physical digital assets onto the internet present as a whole, and then use smart contracts on top of it to automate different processes, right? We can go on more and more about this, but this is just the beginning, I think. We're definitely building the road as we're driving on it. There's no doubt about that. Yugen, yeah. what, what about you? What are your thoughts? Uh, basically, I agree with, for me, I think like NFTs, I mean, 2017 people were talking about it but no one was understanding what it is because the entry barrier was too high. I think in the recent year, the entry barrier got lower through this concept where NFTs were used in the art context. Uh, but this is simply the beginning, as everyone was saying. Like, I'm involved in projects where NFTs, uh, how to say that, tried to get utilized much more. I mean, you can think, as it was mentioned from Scotty, an NFT is basically everything which can represent value. And it can be basically a digital companion for your limited sneaker edition as a certificate of ownership. It can be even your degree from university can be an NFT. Imagine it like this is one of my most uh, loved example. Uh, even the ownership of your flat can be an NFT. The ownership of your car can be an NFT. So. NFTs are definitely a very interesting, how to say that, topic. But to be honest, I think if you compare it with the gaming industry, what we see in NFTs now, is it's basically the pong level. You know, this simple game where you have this uh, ping pong. And so we will see what comes next. Well, that, let me piggyback right off of that, right? Because there are so many flashy NFT projects that get a ton of love from the media, you know, most notably for big brands or companies or influencers, entertainers that already have a big following. But what are the important NFT projects or use cases that we don't hear about as much, but should? Scotty, I'd love to hear from you on that. Yeah, um, I think NFT social is something that's been developing um, under the radar, I think. In the past six months, we we are seeing a lot of NFT marketplaces, right? And um, and I I think this may be, you know, this may be a bold statement, but I think we got it all wrong. Why do I why do I say that? It's because most of the artists are selling contents online, right? And you think about today and how we actually exchange contents and consume contents, uh, we exchange them freely on social media or or. YouTube, right, or Instagram, you're posting up pictures and, and, and you are drawing your followers of interest to the content that you're creating. But, and that's just how it works. And that's how it works. And we should be using NFT to apply on top of it, to own it and whatnot. But right now we're kind of going backwards where NFT marketplaces is requires you to actually spend unnecessary resources, time and money to mint an NFT, hoping someone will actually buy it. So I think in the future where we, we will start to see platform that is going to combine social media or content platforms, mixing that into an NFT environment where people can actually just buy things that they like for economic future economic value or for a collectible value. So you can think of Instagram or YouTube where 
you actually like a video who you can actually just buy from the from the owner and of course the royalty component comes into play rather than actually like a, a ebay store where hey i'm gonna create a file i'm gonna create a video Ho hopefully you guys like it but i spend a lot of money minting it right so there's a lot of oversupply at the market right now i think that's like the next wave you know start to see you know the, the shift the, the evolution of that marketplace when we think about the social side of nfts do you think it's the the incumbents the the instagrams the twitters of the world that will be leading the way on that front or do you think they're going to be you know, new entrants uh, that, that bring a platform that's built around the idea of social nfts to the marketplace yeah i think that's a good question i think with someone's going to come out i mean that's something that we're doing of course and to be honest we we may not get everything right at the first try but we don't have to reinvent the wheel here i think social media already works simply you know, allowing you to uh, purchase or convert a content to NFT, you know, at the point of sale, when someone's actually interested in your content and own it forever, it's, it's already a good use case. I do think that, of course, Instagram and YouTube may catch up and, and realize the potential NFT, but that's probably going to be a little bit of a time, you know, as you know, with any innovation and disruptive innovation, it's going to be very inefficient. It's going to be the, the big players actually going to take a little bit of time to actually adopt. So I do think that they will start to see that coming, but we're going to start seeing some smaller players developing these kind of use cases and, and the big players come in to kind of partner with them. Mark Zuckerberg just, just shared a post on Facebook that they're going to open up the creator economy and not charge creators as much as Apple. That's nice, but that feels a little bit off topic in a sense of like how much innovation is happening. It seems like they, they are becoming a little bit of the dinosaur in the room. Yeah. But you also think about it two steps further. And that's my view is we have a lot of these social media platforms which are centralized. Essentially, they're just a gatekeeper and holding your, your content. You can't really take away your followers or your, or your content away from the platform. Essentially, what blockchain could represent in futures, I don't know how long that may take is you know our connections are represented through our wallet connections right you know me holding a social tokens of yours and vice versa and that representation that connection could also means tradable subscription to private contents right if i have a channel if, if you guys have a podcast channel if i want to subscribe to it essentially i'm holding on to a token or an or, or a token and if I want to own a part of your podcast and your podcast is represented in NFT, you know, you can essentially take the NFT file off from, you know, Apple iTunes to another platform, you know what I mean? And, and your connection with your followers wouldn't be tied into one ecosystem, right? On Twitter or Instagram. So I do see that in the future. And so when you ask me that question, are the big players coming in into the ecosystem? I possible possibly but i think the ultimate goal if we are to go even further is decentralizing the existing model right decentralizing youtube those are fabulous fabulous points scotty yes. you, you brought and i know i just wanted to jump in here if you don't mind you brought three fabulous points and the last one which is decentralization is our only weapon to win against the big giants and the reason why i tell you that because they don't get it they think by centralizing things is power to them. 
until they get to a border of certain nation that restrict them from doing certain business. And then they're like, oh, that's what you meant by the power of decentralization. And that's the weapon that we have that we will we will win against all of those big corporations. The other two, they already currently they have them better than what we do. But we will win on the other two. The other two that you've mentioned, Scotty, one of them is that cost. Currently, the cost is prohibitive for, for NFTs, but that's going to go down by over 99.99999%. I guarantee you. And I know a lot of projects are working on that. And the other one is the actual interoperability that you've mentioned, which we've also lacked, but they lack too. The current mm-hmm. interoperability, it's like, you know, if you have an NFT on Ethereum and then someone else has got that NFT on like, you know, Algorand or Avalanche or whatnot, it's still problematic, but that's going to all go down on a network as well. So, you know, I, I really, I'm really extremely optimistic of what's happening in the, you know, crypto market today. And I really feel that we've nailed it better than ever. Jern, what are your thoughts, man? Do you agree? Yeah. Is, it, is social the next I, step I for like- NFTs? I would say that in this industry since 2013, more or less 2014, full-time since 2015, 2016. The challenge what we're having here is decentralization, which is in one way, the longer I believe in it and the longer I want to have it, I think it's a little bit of an utopia. Because as you mentioned, the issue is, think about how large the NFT space really is. It's not large. So let's assume the largest marketplace is 150,000 people. Imagine that a normal shitty app on Google apps has a million app uh, followers or downloads. So we need to be a little bit realistic in, in the universe as well. But let's say this way, it shows an alternative to what is existing. And I think like Josh mentioned it very well, this topic, the creator economy. And I think NFTs are kind of, how to say that, we were in a social economy and we are going in the direction of a creator economy. This is my perception. And we have seen like the last years or the last decade, we have seen digitalization and now we are going into tokenization because in digitalization, it was just existing business models, existing concepts were put one-to-one on the internet, but the advantage layer of digital was not used. This is basically what we can do now. Imagine it like this endless discussion. How can I prove that this unique, uh, this file is unique to me. It was a discussion for years for music files, for image files. Now with NFTs, you can prove it. You were the first one who was uploading it or was posting it. You can prove it, which is very interesting. I think it's, we are really here in the early stages. We need to take care of in one way that sometimes bring a very funny example. I want to have decentralization happen, but I'm not sure if they're going to let it happen. You know how I mean that? Because the challenge is we all believe in a more like self-regulated, self-governed reality, which is perfect. But on another way, what do we do if we get basically blocked? Imagine it. I had recently a discussion with someone who was selling successful NFTs in the European Union. You would not like to know how he has troubles now with tax authorities because he was selling NFTs. It's unimaginable. So the, the challenge what we're having here is to which frameworks can we use? You know, you're an artist, you start to sell your NFTs, it sells for $5, it sells for $10, it sells for $20, you don't care about it. Suddenly you're selling NFTs for $10,000, $20,000, $30,000 a month. So let's do this like for three, six, three to six months, you have sold 200,000 US dollars or euros worth of NFTs. Guess what your bank account is saying? Guess what your tax guy is saying? 
So this is like bringing, you know, like it, making it so easy to publish content and sell content brings on the other side a large challenge ahead, which I still don't know how we can solve it. And, uh, you know, in the perfect decentralized manner, everything would be solved. But the challenge we are having is, okay, how do we deal with the rest of it? This is really unprecedented time in our sort of economy, global economy, with where this is possible. And it, it's pushing the limits of regulatory tax, you know, commerce standards. I think what's amazing, and Jeff, Ethan, and I have had some really diverse guests on our show so far, is this constant theme of empowering younger folks that may not have other opportunities to to make money and, and they're they're making money doing what they love whether it's yes. sort of creating in the games that they love or art or music and some of these adolescents and teenagers are taking care of their families with the money they're generating from nfts and something about that just feels so right to me and and so much more closer to a perfect world yeah, the, the, this, this is the funny part as well, as you said, like this idea was decentralization is direct, directly person to person. So why, as Cotty was saying, why do I need a marketplace? Basically, I think the marketplace is just the uh, easiest concept to understand, you know, because people are understanding digital marketplaces. So it was, this was popular. I mean, I'm sorry for saying it. I'm laughing. Literally, I'm involved with, an, with a company which is doing as well development for exchanges and for bigger blockchain projects. And you cannot imagine how many inquiries that are coming each week. We want to build an NFT marketplace. It's basically, we are laughing already. Like you get like four or five inquiries a day where someone wants to build an NFT marketplace. So I'm saying, sometimes I was making this joke. Okay, there are more artists than collectors, which is true. And now I'm soon making the joke. There are more NFT marketplaces than collectors out there. I mean, we all know how the industry works. And, and for me, it's like, if I look... Something like OpenSea, which is kind of an NFT marketplace, but very open. I mean, we have Rarible. Everyone has their niche. But even if you look at Super Rare or something like this, I mean, there are like 5,000 or 6,000 people only. That's nothing. And then you imagine like hundreds of NFT marketplaces which are developed. And as everyone in this call here says as well, I think it's not a challenge to have another NFT marketplace. We need to think what can be done more. How can it be done differently? How can the artist directly on his website sell something? How can the artist directly interact with NFTs in a very easy way? I think this is more yep. or less the challenge. So the future of NFTs is the evolution of the social layer, the continued empowerment of creators, and some form of regulatory I mean, clarity. I, I, exactly. You think uh, everyone knows DeviantArt or? You know this platform, DeviantArt.com? The website, right. Yes. Yes. So imagine this is, a, this is one million artists. And if they have still not discovered NFTs and they are all digital, they're all digital natives, they understand this concept very easily, you know? So I think this is, so this company which, 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 which knows how to unlock these creators on Behance, on Dribble, on um, DeviantArt, this is the next big march and this is the next big chance. And for me, what I find interesting in the NFT space it is another space where people come into this cryptocurrency universe, but the entry point is not the investing and speculative uh, speculation part. This is what I like very much. And, and uh, I was very early in Rarible involved. And it was very interesting when you were seeing the communities. You know, normally the Telegram communities around the project is only about price. 
And then rare, but it was about people sharing artwork and they got the price guys were like, what the heck are those people talking? Who the, why do I care? You know, and then this is, was very interesting to see the different dynamics of communities. And I think the media was definitely good for supporting uh, this. I mean, like NBA Top Shots, to be honest, is very centralized. It's, it's, not, it's not working in a very, how do I say that? It's a very nice marketing gag to get a lot of people into the market, but it was very badly done because, you know, what's the cause of owning a special moment, like $20,000, $50,000, when I don't really, really own anything. I don't own, own the right on the image. I don't get royalties if someone uses that image. So what is it really? It's just a very expensive collectible from a moment which I can watch as well on YouTube because all the NBA moments are one-on-one -on -one the same on YouTube. You know, there's... So I not really own it. And it's like, what do I really own there? Right. <laughs> and this is what I'm saying. Like, I get art very much, but in this case, it's like a little bit crazy for me. Yeah. And sort of speaking of sort of the complexity around this and like the legitimacy around this and how we trust various things. I'm curious, you know, besides the people in this, this panel, what resources might you guys look at for insights around what's next in NFT and crypto or, you know, what's going on right now? What's important? Scotty, I'm, I'm curious if you'd be willing to start off with answering that one. Yeah, I'm sure similar to everybody is just talking to different people, especially those people outside of the blockchain industry. You know, personally, I've been, I've been speaking to different DJs, you know, globally, different entertainment companies. I had the privilege to talk to even Baby Shark. Uh, much, much <laughs> I'm supposed to say this, but you know, not, nothing official we're working on anyway, but we've been talking, you know, unofficially, just kind of talking to different IPs, brands around the world. And the surprising thing is they are very, very interested in incorporating blockchain, you know, into their business model. And so we have a huge opportunity here. If we get the solutions right, if we find one niche sector that can actually apply blockchain or even use NFTs in the business model, especially in the entertainment industry, you know, I, you know, we, we had a music NFT panel earlier today. They have a lot of influence, right? Social media have a lot of influence. The more we're connected to the virtual world and whatnot, I think if you talk, if you're talking to people in the actual industry, then you start to figure out okay what what is there what are some of the problems out there in the world and with us being in the blockchain space for for a few years or for however how, how long you you can start to connect the dots so for me you know i could read about medium and all that stuff but the best resource is just talk to people in the industry right. it sounds almost like like a software developer's attitude or, yeah. or a founder's attitude of let me just go to the customers, you could call them customers at this point, but what are they going to yeah. want? What are they going to need? And that's going to be the next thing that's going on. That's a great answer. Exactly. You know, that's, that's one reason why we started the podcast Edge of NFT. And a lot of our listeners tell us it's like literally having a seat at the table with the insiders. And, you know, I think just being in the conversation and having those conversations is just so important. Anything's possible here for those that are at this conference and want to create, and this is their first time sort of getting into the mix, I, I think, you know, the message I want everyone to know is, is just get in the conversation and, and start creating. Yeah. It, you know, also it was brought up a few times earlier, this idea of the creator economy. And I remember Sal Khan having a little talk up on YouTube or something I watched many years ago. I mean, it must've been 10, 15, could be even 18, 20 years ago about the future being the curator economy. And I think really this development of blockchain and NFTs is really a huge part of that. And in essence, it's 
the, the economy, if it's a creator economy, it becomes you are a part of it, whether you like it or not. You have to be a creator. You have to co-create this. You, there's a, a sort of a level of responsibility that reminds me of uh, Burning Man. They have a principle of radical participation. Right? You're not there to watch the show. You're there to co-create it. Uh, Yuga and I saw you kind of nodding. Did you have anything to add on, um, on this topic or then, again, the other topic where you look for good information or insights on what's coming? Let's hop over to Tufi and see if you've got anything to say on this. Let sure. you uh, well, I want to say actually, which is something that also Yugen alluded to earlier, saying like, oh, there's only like 150,000 people in a certain marketplace or whatnot. This is where the opportunity, okay? There are 8 billion people on the planet. Guaranteed every single one of them is going to be using NFTs on a daily basis, but they don't know it. Not a lot of people know what the power of NFT. This is an NFT, guys, okay? If anybody tells you that this is not an NFT, bring them over. The law says that this currency is fungible, but by construct, it is non-fungible, okay? So it's been around us through the entire time, and this is for the first time the technology is coming in and telling the world, hey, we're bringing NFT marketplaces for people to start representing whatever what they're creating and selling it. So what if the tax man comes in and says, like, okay, you owe this much taxes? So what? Every business, if they're selling a lot, you, they owe so much taxes. That's great. If they, the tax man coming in and knocking on your door because you're selling NFTs, that, that's a good indication that you are selling. <laughs> so I'm just saying this is like the beginning of, you know, of what's yet to come. This is 1992 for the World Wide Web. And I've said it before three years ago when people, they said it is 1992. And I said, nope, it was 1989 for crypto. And now I'm telling you, it is 1992. Wait and see. Mark my words. And by the way, for any any folks that are maybe slightly confused, I know when you held up that piece of currency, that was like a euro or something. What was that? This is the Korean one. Oh, the Korean uh, one. Yeah, I but spent a lot of time in Korea. But, anyway. but it has a serial number on it, and you—I don't right. know if you meant to do that, but you show the serial number, and that's kind right. of a true thing, right? Each one of those bills, any dollar bill, whatever, right. it, it's traceable, right. traceable. Yeah. You know, it's done for a reason. It's an NFT. Correct. Mm -hmm. Every, you know, uh, so money that is being issued everywhere, like, and I said earlier, Bitcoin on its core, Satoshi, each and every Satoshi is traceable as well. It has the, the equivalent of a unique number. So anything of value has by construct, has to have a unique number somehow. The current NFT words that you see, the current NFT ledger-based blockchains or whatnot, which we've alluded to earlier, uh, thanks to Scotty's point here, is that there is a ledger, and then they're telling it is unique globally. But imagine at some point, all of those ledgers, they figure out that there's something that is actually Earth-based, that it's unique to the entire planet Earth. Holy shit. Okay? This is, this is the future. You do one thing, you represent your Mona Lisa with something that cannot be forced. It is Earth-based. It is as unique to planet Earth to, as anything this is this is where, where I really see that the future of, of NFTs is going to shape up the entire World Wide Web, the entire crypto. I kid you not. I'm not. I've never been that excited about this. And people, they know me. They know I've been in crypto before crypto. Okay, I've had cryptocurrency in 2006. I'm not, you know, you can look me up and you can find these things. So this is the beginning of the, the you know, the, the world of crypto to make it to everybody on the planet. So this is more yeah. than just everything will be an NFT. This is everything already is an right. NFT. Right, right. Important distinction. 
we're getting to, to, to represent it digitally and make it transfer, make it, you know, like uh, what, some of the companies which you alluded to earlier, like the, the video games, for example, we're getting a lot of video game companies that they are looking into the NFTs and some of them, they're already, I can, can disclose who, but uh, two of the top 10, they're looking into like how a video game, instead of pre-purchase to the kid that, you know, is going to buy for $11 and later on it's going to be released for, for 80 can this be an NFT? And the answer is yes. The kid will buy it for $11. Can we sell it to another kid instead of calling the company and saying, okay, I want to return it. Mom didn't allow it or whatnot. You know, it reduces a lot of friction of like, how should you return it or whatnot? It's, it's sitting in that NFT. And when the software is released inside the NFT, it's got enough codes to unlock that single software. Okay. The license is right there, and you bought it for eleven dollars. You're free to sell it for thirteen or nine. It's up to you. There is no regulator is going to regulate that. That already exists in the world. Uh, exists. The, 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 this, this is not a challenge. This is not a challenge. I'm, no right. I'm not really regulator. here to challenge regulators. I've already challenged regulators like five years ago when they, <laughs> when, they, when they asked me when they asked me to go and educate them on blockchain and said. You, so you also speak in AI, and AI is going to replace a lot of jobs. What do you think, blockchain? What is it is supposed to replace? I'm like your jobs, regulators. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay? so this, we're, we're, we are building technologies regulated by design. Of course, there are a lot of scams and whatnot, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're building technology that bring it to the people. It yes. adds value to the people, and it reduces all of that friction that regulators add into the equation. Regulators uh, rather walk in the park instead of like doing regulations, you know, if it's self-regulated. The beautiful part is that the ecosystem which we're in here doesn't need to rely on the other ecosystem. Because, as you said, Tufi, if it's good or bad, the scams, yes, whatever. But in a way, imagine it, you give to 1,000 people, each one $1 million. Out of these 1,000 people, 990 will most likely just make some rubbish. But 10 will make out something awesome of that million dollar they got because they got enabled. And I see it very similar here in this space. Yeah, I mean, basically, like if the future of NFTs is maybe they are not called NFTs because the word is not the perfect word, to be honest. So we, I hope we are finding a, a better word. Maybe it's this creator economy, whatever it is. But I think we're we going to have to change it. the name of our podcast, though. That, that, would, that wouldn't be fun. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. It's been called NFT before even crypto. Okay, I can yes. guarantee that. I've, I've played around with yeah, it. But it's, a, it's a very technical word. So, so can we not find an, a nicer word? You know what I mean? Like, right, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> but but ba- basically, this is what, what I'm thinking as well. It's like the future is bright, in, in, in particularly on that topic. I am 100% agreeing that it was always creative people were always bringing adoption. So in this case, it will be the same thing. You know, like in the beginning, the internet was popular because you can upload pictures and show pictures. Like Flickr, like a lot of people were using Flickr. And they were creatives. So I think here is as well. So like uh, the power of creative people is much stronger than of the financial people because there are more people who create something than people who trade. Never underestimate that. So and uh, I'm thinking as well, like uh, if you're speaking about this, uh, it will have more important, like non-fungible tokens will be more important than fungible tokens. This is uh, basically my my, 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 my my fixed prediction and my belief. How it will play out, we don't know. Even if the whole cryptocurrency would get banned, non-fungible tokens would survive because there are other ways. You know what I mean? We don't need speculation, uh, speculative assets like, like a, a token or whatever when we're talking about NFTs. As I feel like we could have this conversation for hours and uh, we need to do that in a uh, 
in in the real world at some point in in the future um we'll we'll figure out an island to to meet on in the middle of all these different time zones but yeah i was just about to go off the deep end and talk about how all molecules and atoms in the universe are both fungible and non-fungible so it's good to stop us like i think <laughs> but but you know we do this fun little thing where we want to get to know you as human beings as well and, and we want everyone that's listening to get to know you so we have this segment called quick hitters and uh jeff why don't you uh, tell us more about that Thanks, Josh. Yeah. So edge quick hitters are a fun, quick way to get to know you a little better, as Josh said. Uh, We're looking for short, single word or few word responses, but feel free to expand if you get the urge. We normally do 10 for each guest, but uh, given the size of the panel, we'll we'll ask three questions for today. Are you guys ready? Yep. All right, Scotty, let's start with you. What is the first thing you remember ever selling in your life? When I was in my third grade, I think I was nine years old, kid you not, I was selling new and old toys between classmates. So collectibles, physical collectibles, toys, stationaries. Uh, I was making $20 US a week. Then I got in trouble uh, like after three weeks. (laughs) There are so many troublemaking young entrepreneurs that come on to our show. (laughs) I just didn't have enough money to get the toy that I wanted, and so I trade up to it. So I was just making a market. <laughs> Let nothing so, stop so you. I remember those days. So that was my first thing I sold. I think. Very opportunistic. Awesome. Tufi, how about you? Bow ties. I actually used to make bow ties when I was a kid and uh, used to sell them. And uh, I fired my first employee, which was my brother. And I replaced him with someone else who's a tailor and made shitloads of money that summer. You know, I was 12 years old. So it was a lot of fun. Wow. It sounds like a yeah, upgrade on the uh, on the team, too. Digital bow ties. There's something in there for you moving forward. <laughs> yeah. Urine, how about you? Yeah, basically, the first thing I was selling was as well toys. More like, you know, on, on, on for more house in the neighborhood, you were collecting the toys and putting them up for sale, like a yard sale, something like this. I think it was not that successfully. But then I think <laughs> later on, so really business, I started to do in the early days of eBay, like selling uh, basically cell phones on eBay was one of the first thing like, like importing because I was living in Austria. So I was importing them bulk, like 10, 20 pieces. And you know, like you import 10, 20 pieces, you get to your own phone for free. <laughs> Selling Incredible. burner phones on eBay. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Question number two, if you could pass on one personality trait of yours to the next generation, what would it be? Tufi, let's start with you. Innovation. He said innovation. Oh, right? you said innovation. Sorry, I thought you were uh, clarifying. Yeah. Yeah, no yeah, worries. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. That's great. Uh, if I were to put it in one word, then it's something that I'm, I'm kind of brag about what I'm good at and I'm brag about what I'm not good at. So I will not pass on my operation skills, administration skills, you know, HR skills, you name it. Okay. So, but when it comes to innovation, if I were to say one thing, I, I, I certainly would like to pass this on. Awesome. Jorin, how about you? Being curious, like curiosity. Like being always uh, open and uh, even digging into things like, you know, like everyone was doing DeFi, I was doing NFTs. Nice. <laughs> Beautiful. Scotty, you're up next. Uh, I guess, I guess my, I'm quite comfortable stepping outside the boundaries, you know, just thinking, just trying to be different. You know, I'm not, you know, as a kid till now, I, I always want to do something different and, and trying to challenge the, the status quo. So when I left the finance industry in 2017, get laughed at a lot, you know, about moving into cryptocurrency where, oh, it's money laundering and, and it's, not, it's, it's all 
vaporware and things like that. So, you know, I, I'm the type of guy who would just jump off the plane and do all the bunch of jumps and all that stuff. So just keep trying new things. And now everyone calls you, I'm assuming. Now everyone calls me, yes, <laughs> for coffee and lunch. What should I buy? Go for coffee, go for lunch. Where should I invest? Yeah. You're absolutely right, especially this past Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> How quickly absolutely things right. change. <laughs> All right. Uh, last question. Question number three. What are you going to do next after the podcast? Joran, let's start Wait, with you. What I do next? Actually going to bed or watching TV because it's 1 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> oh, man. We appreciate you joining so late, brother. Yeah. Uh, Scotty, how about you? It's 1 a.m. here too. Like my friend's outside drinking. So, you know, maybe I'll join them. Maybe I'll go home. We'll see. <laughs> I think I outside in the office drinking, I hope. Not, not the office. Yeah. I'm here since the morning. <laughs> so enough, enough yeah. the office. Always, always room for a little good time. Tufi, how about you? You know, I've, uh, I had already started before this and I'm going to show you this. So please don't think I'm a geek because I am a geek. So this is one of the things that I'm working on. And this is one of the binary tree representation that uh, can uh, make it easier for folks to understand the power of uniqueness. If you were to go down and you have like a parent here. And so let's say that this is the parent. And, and this is basically, again, it, it goes back to data structure for NFTs. So if, if you were to think I'm, I'm obsessed about this kind of stuff, I am. And if you flip the page here, this is another thing that it actually shows you how you can get uniqueness uh, using binary tree structure, which is like one of the foundational things in computer science, but it's a lot of fun when you actually build it on a network. And I've built that on a network in the past, and I'm doing that for one of the projects. And I got halfway through, and I'm getting into this call, and I can't wait to get back into it and finish it. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing. To me, to me that, that chart, it looks exactly like the one that we have over there. When for real? Drawing out the map. Because we're, we're talking about Listen. energy social or what? Yeah, because okay. you know how we talked about wallets, wallets representing our social connections and how people are connected through wallets in the future. Oh, wow. It could be one of the most important social profiles that you have. We, we don't need Instagram, Facebook. We just need wallets that are connecting to each other through tokens, holding up mm -hmm. each other's tokens. Yeah. And so uh, that's point, exactly guys. the chart. That, that chart looks exactly Wait. what we have on the whiteboard over there. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, totally you know, case in point. We just got to have these conversations and, and good things will happen. Yeah. The, so, the, power, the power of exponential is, is just phenomenal. So let's talk about one of the hot topics in the news. Does that work? Yeah, let's, yeah, hit let's it. do it. So uh, it looks like the, we got a, a survey of sorts here. Only 20% of Americans familiar with NFTs, 4 million have used them uh, from a survey. This is reported on Yahoo uh, Yahoo News. That's actually kind of interesting to me. I, I actually, because I'm so connected to it, sometimes I feel like I'm just like, have no sense of how few people, how many people, whatever. Everybody I know knows about it, but I kind of assume that a lot of people I, d I don't know um, don't know about it. What have been your guys' experience with sort of the exposure level and and how much you come into a con contact with that, uh, like Scotty? Yeah, I mean, nonstop every week, literally artists that I wouldn't be able to be in touch with. I have the privilege to kind of talk to them now. Like I'm talking about tier one stars that are coming to me to talk about NFT. So it's been a really cool experience where uh, it just kind of fell on my lap. 
you know, I was just talking to different people in the industry, just really try to figure out the solutions, you know, how we can just try to understand more. And then all of a sudden, you know, people are actually interested to learn about NFT. So my friends and I'm talking about like singers and DJs and, and, and what have you, movie stars from around the world are, are, tr are trying to learn about it. But then again, I think even that 4%, you know, even, even us, even me, I admit, I'm still trying to figure out what the future holds you know a lot of the stuff that we talked about today at the future of nft panel recovers a lot of that but i think nft currently just represents where the surface level of it just you know we're just putting things on an nft it's like similar to back in the days we we just came to we just came about hearing about internet and and hey i just opened a website and i put my photos on and information on the website i think the true understanding of it is how can we turn that website? How can we turn the NFT into into Uber, into YouTube, into social network, into e-commerce, automating certain things that you know we have today with internet? So, I think this is the decade for NFT. Yeah, another interesting thing again that we said from there is that 4.1 million Americans have actually bought or sold an NFT, and, we, and maybe we touched upon it earlier. There's probably a certain percentage of people who are buying or selling them and don't necessarily know that they're nfts as well i think you were the one that brought that up too if you correct yeah by, right. by TP's definition it's probably something more like a hundred percent of an nft but but no i think 4.1 million is 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 legit i mean that's that's a big number yes it's, it's a big country and 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 whatnot but that that shows some serious early traction in my opinion what do you guys think for me, the number is too high, actually. Yeah, if you, if you, Jürgen mentioned earlier 150,000 uh, users for one of them. So you're telling 4.1 million. It's actually good indication that it's uh, going up. And, and I think you're referring to crypto-based NFTs, uh, which yes. are guaranteed, you mark my words, tell everyone around you, say Tufi said that, by 2030, everything around you and everyone will be cryptified. Okay, and it would be NFT one way or another. People don't know it yet, and if they, if, if, if you know, what you're walking on right now, like one of the projects, Earth 64, takes every square centimeter what you're walking on. The square centimeter has a geo coordinates that is an NFT, like it or not, that is an NFT. So it's like there's a lot of things around us that they are NFTs, but we don't know it, and they're becoming exchangeable. What, what, what is cryptified? It, it basically makes it uh, super secure. It makes a single owner in any block of time. That's what we want. You know, it's self-regulated. That's that's the future. Right on. I think that's a great note to to wrap things up for the final session of of the first day of DeFi Summit in our podcast. We'd love to sort of understand where listeners can learn more about you guys. How do they get a hold of you, Scotty? Um, where do they? How do they reach you? Uh, maybe I'll drop my t uh, Telegram or, or Twitter handle in, in the chat later. And I'll share with everyone. But our, our project uh, 101, stand for One Up One, will be will be launching soon. So hopefully, I can share more materials and website for you guys. And, and you again? What about you? Oh, easy. Search my name on Google. There you go. Easy. Nice. Yeah, uh, it's the same here. I guess you can search my name, but uh, I, I get a lot of uh, spam, about 5,000 per day, so it's impossible to find me. But I find one one method that it's been consistent. It's on LinkedIn. So if somebody messages me on LinkedIn, it's much wow. easier to, to, to filter because I, uh, I've, I've built my own filter on top of the LinkedIn. 
So if it is legit, I'm able to see it. So anybody who wants to reach out on LinkedIn, just send me a message and I'm happy to respond. Well, I'm completely non-reachable on LinkedIn because I get too much spam. For me, it's like Twitter or Telegram. Oh, I, I can send you my filter. I built the filter on top of LinkedIn. It's, it, oh. it works like wonder. That's great. And your personal cell phone also? Could you share that? Which one? That's smart. That's smart. Very cool. Well, well, we do have an announcement to make regarding Edge of NFT, and that's just that this is actually our official launch. You know, we've been at this for a couple of months in beta mode, um, but but today, again, officially is our launch. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Yeah. we for sharing it. <laughs> wow. we, we have a, a ton of really cool things coming up too. So if you visit edgeofnft.com and sign up for our newsletter and follow us on Twitter, you'll actually be the first to know about all kinds of special drops, contests, giveaways, insider news. And we're also uh, in the process of creating a DAO uh, that gives listeners an opportunity to co-create the future with us and take partial ownership of what we're doing and building together. We're not quite ready to share all the specifics yet, but if you sign up for our newsletter, you'll be able to get in the mix and, and jump in from the beginning and be eligible for the Edge of NFT private discord. Tons of great information is going to be coming out. So mm. stay tuned. Congratulations. <laughs> wow. Do we get now a participation NFT for the podcast? There's going to be a lot of fun stuff right up that alley, brother. It's like all of you guys are reading our minds. So we'll get <laughs> yeah. back to you on some of these ideas. And yeah, that should be in the mix, I think, for sure. So team, we've officially reached the outer limits at the edge of NFTs for today. And this concludes the first day of the DeFi Summit. So thanks for exploring with us. We got space for more adventures on this starship. So invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to iTunes right now, rate us and say something cool, and then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. Team, such an amazing awesome. conversation. Thanks, Thank you guys. so much. Be well. Thanks, guys. It's been amazing. Great.